When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Once you start to understand what makes you happy is, uh, in essence, also doing something meaningful for others, helping others. And mm. um, when it's not about yourself anymore, but it's about making this world or other people's lives a, a better place. Because in essence, we are, of course, um, all connected uh, spiritually seen we are all connected uh, and 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 when we see other people suffering if we are free from our own suffering we can really feel empathy and we want to help them we want to uh, take them out of their suffering um but also on a more let's say scientific level uh this is how we have been able to survive in groups uh, to mm. to be, do something meaningful for the group, for the tribe, uh, to, to help each other and not just to be yourself the strongest and the best because then the tribe, if everybody would do the tribe, would not survive. So, but in a more spiritual sense, um, once you start to understand what, what really makes me uh, truly happy in life and when you, you have freed yourself a bit from the egoistic way of thinking, you understand like, okay, being able to share, uh, helping others, make this world a better place. Otherwise, it's a hungry emptiness that you can never fill up if you only do it for yourself. But once you feel the endless source, the bubbling source of, of, mm. of life, of consciousness within, it wants to stream out and not fill it up with, fill that emptiness up in a certain way. The seven chakras swirling vortices of energy positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras, and now your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. Kumar. What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, host and founder of My 7 Chakras, my7chakras.com, the show where we help you experience effortless healing, calming your mind, and experiencing more abundance in life. In today's episode, we talk about some really amazing topics, including yoga, pranayama, travel, healing, living a life of purpose, living a life of balance, and all those amazing topics that are probably on your mind right now. So if you are interested in discovering something new about yourself and about life, then make sure that you hit the subscribe button if you are listening to this on Apple or maybe Spotify, or if, or if you're on YouTube or maybe on Facebook, then make sure that you hit the share button because that will allow more people to join us and partake in this conscious discussion 
that we are going to have right now. Uh, my guest for today is Michael Biker, who is the founder of the Life Awareness Project. Michael has practiced and studied mind training and meditation since the age of 14 and studied Qigong and yoga since having to recover from a severe car accident that happened in the year 2001. By the powerful methods of Qigong and yoga and the grace of God, he was able to recover from injuries of which medical professionals considered he would probably not heal. And since then, his life is dedicated to helping others to learn these powerful techniques, techniques that will not only give you health, focus and strength, but make us realize that who we truly are, what is our calling and the essence of life. And this is our second interview. The first one we did back in August 2020, which where we were in the thick of the pandemic. So make sure that you listen to that one as well. And you can find that episode at my7chakras.com forward slash 372, my7chakras.com forward slash 372, because in this episode, we're just going to carry on the conversation, right? So, Michael, how are you doing? Oh, good, AJ. Thank you for, for having me on your uh, wonderful podcast and a live uh, stream also now through, through YouTube. Very nice. Also, the people that join in. Uh, very, very nice that you're joining in. I'm sure it's going to be a very uh, wonderful, inspiring talk uh, that we're going to have. And uh, yeah, all is good. All is flowing here in Portugal. Um, things are, uh, uh, with all the situation that is happening, of course, now in the world, things are still flowing uh, also in good ways. So yeah, we're grateful for that. Amazing. And sometimes the internet reminds me of spirituality because in spirituality, we tend to want to come closer to God, right? And if you think mm -hmm. about God, God is everywhere. Well, when we're streaming, we're trying to stream everywhere as well because we're streaming on YouTube and Facebook and our Facebook groups. It's just a little attempt to be in more places so that more people can maybe discover us and get to know about this amazing conversation that is going to unfold right now. <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> well said. Well said. So, Michael, if you had to give a word to the state that you are feeling right now, that you are experiencing right now, what would it be? Oh, that's a good question. I, I think um, a state of a state of uh, a flow, but uh, like like with a river. Yeah, a river is sometimes as in a stream it's a very calm part mm. and then mm. all of the sun goes into rapids and it goes like this and then sometimes it goes uh, into a more wider um, state of, of flow and uh, it's like that now as well uh, um, I'm, I'm feeling uh, thank God uh, healthy and, and, and good and uh, empowered um, but a lot of things happening in life nowadays uh, both with the project uh, that I'm doing, is life awareness project and all the courses, but also uh, family life. I have uh, two wonderful kids uh, with mm. my lovely wife, and and that is also something that um, can needs a lot of energy and attention as well. It's it's a beautiful thing. That's so amazing, and. I wasn't planning on going down that route, but since you mentioned it about family, as a yogi, as a teacher, are you consciously introducing teachings to your children as well? And at what point do you realize that it's necessary to, you know, teach your children maybe meditation or yoga or something along those lines? 
Hmm. I, I, I think it's 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 super important. And, and uh, my wife, uh, she uh, also teaches uh, yoga, and, and, and uh, she she loves to practice. And uh, it's it's hopefully something that we can really start to give. I think now the children are in an age where you cannot really teach yet, mm-hmm. but it's more that they uh, just do what they see. So uh, by by just doing it and, and showing it in the living room uh, many times in the mornings we we have a, a, a nice uh, yoga session we put the mats down and then the kids are also on the, on the mat just playing along in a playful way and um yeah it's it, as soon as you really try to 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 teach or you have to do this or have to then there is a resistance and it goes the opposite way so now uh, they are one and a half years and, and, and uh, three years old um it's it's mostly we just do it at home and then uh, they they see it and and maybe they're gonna copy this uh, uh, everything that a child in that age sees their parents do, they they want to copy it. So that's the that's the way to do it. But I think it's super important, and I'm sure that um, now there there's a lot of uh, wonderful shifts happening. But also the importance of mental and physical health uh, is is gonna be really important, to the, and that we also realize like okay, this is something we have to teach our children at a young age also maybe in the whole school system uh, this is something which has to be taught uh, not just how mm-hmm. to brush your teeth and how to uh, know all the s- little scientific facts with biology and uh, uh, geography but also how do you take care of your mind and emotional system and uh, yeah I'm, I'm sure in the, uh, in the in the coming years this is something that is going to hopefully put into the school system a little bit more Mm. I love that and I think uh, sometimes children can uh, make us better teachers right because their attention span is so limited they're always getting distracted or curious but because of so many other different stimuli uh, in the world and like you mentioned in that scenario it's better to teach them through your beingness and what you're doing rather than what you're instructing them to do. And the other thing is uh, make sure that you introduce play in your activities as well, because children love play and humans are, sorry, adults do as well. uh, But sometimes we forget the importance of play and just doing an activity just for the, for the fun that you derive out of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is something, especially uh, when you're, you're teaching and, and doing yourself a lot of yoga, you, you feel how nice it is to stretch and you feel how good it is. But if somebody is just starting this and uh, he or she doesn't really feel that at all and it's just hard work. And if uh, you're not careful and it's only hard work, the person will really want to learn it but after a couple of sessions he or she will think well i just don't have the energy for it i'd rather do something else whereas if it's something more a bit more playful a bit more soft type of yoga and that you enjoy it's just a nice thing to do and i believe it's uh, the playfulness in things in life is very important to keep your mind also more uh, 
soft and, 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 and relaxed. Otherwise, it becomes all very rigid and hard, hard on yourself, and you become hard on others, and you become hard with your own emotions and mind. And uh, this hardness is, uh, it can break. <laughs> Softness will mold and, and, and is flexible. That's very true. I mean, looking back at my life as well, sometimes I find that in the past, I used to take my life too seriously. Hmm. And then I realized through my own practice that life is a game. All of it is an illusion. And if it is an illusion, then it's a game. And now they're finding out and maybe theorizing that we're living in a holographic universe. It's just like a child that spends six to seven hours a day waiting for that new game to release. And then the child plays the game, dies multiple times, but knows at the back of the, their mind that it's a game, it's an illusion. And if it is a game, then you might as well have fun and you learn something. You go from level to level. You meet other characters and you develop those relationships. But ultimately, it's all a game. Yeah, I, 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 I think you, you, when you take the seriousness also out of it, when you see it like that, like, why wonderful today, uh, an, an, <laughs> a new episode. I can, I can <laughs> fill it in in a way that I, that I, that I uh, want and, and not take all, everything so, so serious. There is, of course, some things uh, to be taken mm. serious. Don't get me wrong. But um, uh, as soon as you start to, feel that life is an experience every feeling every emotion every situation every choice that you make it's all an experience that your 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 consciousness your 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 soul can have and if you can see it in that way like, like you say like um uh, seeing it as a as a playful wonderful creative uh, game that you can play all of a sudden um yeah you you start to Make different choices, choices out of mm. what you what you feel is 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 the best thing to do is a nice thing to do, not out of fear, not out of mm. uh, frustration or anger or but out of playfulness, out of joy, and this is super important wonderful and by the way, people who are listening right now, please, if you have any questions, please add them to the comments because we will be featuring some questions towards the end of this episode that we can hopefully ask Michael and Michael, I love that we're going down this route of play and flow, and the metaphor that you used at the beginning of this podcast was that of a river right, and we find ourselves down the river sometimes, and sometimes it's very rocky and tumultuous and ups and downs. And sometimes the, the phase of the river is more placid. It's more calm. It's more, you know, easy to go. So my question to you was uh, the topic of destiny, right? How much of our destiny is within our control and how much of it is derived or driven by other forces outside of our control from around us? Hmm. Well, <laughs> First of all, yeah, it's it's good to understand what is uh, or what is my view on on, on destiny. Um, I think once once we understand that uh, everything that you experience, everything that you feel, is uh, there for you to experience in this life. So basically, if you can fully embrace it and fully live it, you 
are living your destiny. And it's not like getting somewhere um, to fulfill your destiny or something, but living life in its, its completeness, um, uh, whether you are uh, living uh, as, as, a, as a top CEO in a certain business or whether you are just simply in a, a factory making some things, if you can live it completely, fully, uh, um, as, as, a, as a game, as an experience, uh, then it's it's already destiny in in itself, and I think the more um, weight we carry with us in our mind, in our uh, heart, uh, stuck emotions, stuck way of thinking, uh, judgments about ourselves, about our life, about the future. If you look at it um, in that river metaphor, this is heaviness. And this seriousness, this heaviness will make you sink in the river. And it's very hard to flow in the river because you are constantly sinking and you have to stay up the river. And, oh, there's a rapid and now I'm, I'm sinking the river. Well, when somebody is very light and the mind is free, the, the heart is open, there is no seriousness, no attachments, uh, these attachments mm. that you can sink you down. And you're, you can float on the river and it's like, ah, now there's a rapid, okay. Ah, now I'm I'm just uh, uh, floating on uh, wherever the, the river flows. And then it it is a little bit like um, you have these uh, um, river adventures, uh, you know, where you go canoe or, or you sit in a big tube and you just float down the river. And it's not about getting to your... Uh, destination point uh, it's about the experience you have while going from a to b so as soon as you start to feel like uh, you're in the the canoe or in the tube and it's a beautiful nature around you and and and, and but you start to feel well i have to get to point b and you're missing out on all the beauty that happens at that moment i think you're you're missing out on life but as soon as you see like hey this is already it Everything mm. that you now experience, this is already it. If you can fully embrace it, fully live it, then all of a sudden, uh, yeah, a, a kind of deeper layer opens up and a deeper beauty that you start to see in everything in life. Mm. That, is, that is really interesting. So, I mean, I totally understand the emphasis on enjoying the experience of going down that river. I mean, the metaphor that I bring to it is sometimes, especially when you're going hiking out in the beautiful mountains or in the lake. I mean, I used to, you know, take out my camera and, and just keep, keep clicking pictures, right? Taking photos and photos and photos, right? <laughs> At a certain point, I would have like thousands of photos in my camera, but not really enjoying any of it. And so what I realized then was, you know, take photos, but take limited photos, but at least at some points, you know, look out in nature and take a mental image of what you're experiencing and just look at that tree or look at that valley and just say, Kichik. like I do that, Kichik. and I remember that that helps me even hours down the line or maybe days down the line, remember that moment when otherwise I would, you know, be busy taking photos to hopefully remember that moment in the future yeah. instead of being in the moment and enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then you, you missed out on the moment 
And yeah. also, if you see it after, you think like, well, you know, it was it was nicer when you, you were there. When you showed to other, you should have been there. It was really <laughs> exactly really nice. yeah, yeah, nice. It, it it's almost like you um, when there is a a, a beautiful moment. You can say mm. it's 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 a beautiful fruit, and the fruit is yep. exactly exactly ripe at that moment. And you walk mm. past a tree, and the fruit is exactly ripe. And at that moment, you can eat it. But instead of eating it, then you take it in your pocket, and you want to keep it for later to to uh, enjoy it for later or to show it to others. But then, when you get back home, it lost its its nice taste, or it's it starts to uh, to uh, to rot or something like that. It's. Uh, the moment uh, when it presents itself uh, to be fully emerged in it, emerge in the beauty, uh, that's, uh, that's a skill. Mm. To being in the present moment, and I think that is something that our listeners and viewers can uh, relate to and resonate as well. And one thing that has an impact on us in our life and the unfolding of life is our belief system, right? Especially negative belief systems. And sometimes, um, you know, we have these systems about ourself as well as about the world around us, largely formed because of uh, social conditioning. But then what is your process of uncovering these, you know, negative beliefs that are no longer serving us? Um, and, and what do we do about it? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hmm. Well, it's it's mostly about uh, also the habit, habitual patterns that that you have, right? The, the small things. Uh, it, it already starts when you when you wake up. You know what is the first thing that you do? What is the first things that that a lot of people do is they uh, check your, their phone, and the first thing it's the almost the mental conditioning to start thinking about. Things that are not here and now, eh? whether it's the news or your your social media, all these kind of things, and that's a, that's a habit that many people have. And then the next habitual pattern is maybe uh, uh, being in a in a rush to go uh, to work, or when they're eating uh, the food not with full attention, but everything with a rush, and then uh, stressing out about things. It's the conditioning that. Um, uh, I hope a lot of people understand that they're responsible for themselves. You cannot blame the the news. You cannot blame the social media. You cannot blame. It was your own conditioning that uh, you have created a habit pattern in your life that that uh, in which you lose so much of your energy on these things. So um, I think once people start to change a bit their habitual ways of uh, doing but also ways of thinking to become aware like okay now i'm stuck in a certain loop of thinking or a certain mm. way of feeling there is a, a way to to change it and with a couple of like breathing techniques or, or some movement techniques to get back to your source to get back to your your center and to keep throughout the day reconnecting with that 
center, with that uh, divine source, uh, with your foundation. Um, if you implement that in daily life, then um, it's it becomes a habitual pattern for the mind to feel connected, to f be in the present moment, and to accept, to see the playfulness of things. Right. It's so easy to go down that rabbit hole, right? I mean, I mean, I'll admit it. This morning, um, I woke up, and then after a certain point, I was automatically on my phone, right, looking at YouTube videos. And the way YouTube is designed is that they hired neuroscientists to understand the human mind and get it addicted to watching video after video. And even the YouTubers, you're a YouTuber, you might know, we are incentivized to keep people watching at least 50% of our video. And then after that, another video. And so I was watching video. And so the mind does not know the difference between something that is real or something that's virtual, right? And so I'm thinking about what happened in Russia. I'm thinking about somebody who's promoting their marketing course. I'm thinking about somebody who's, you know, released a new yoga video. And, uh, and I've forgotten about the present moment, right? But I also know the stark difference when I'm able to wake up and engage in my mindfulness ritual or do a breathwork session or do some conscious journaling. It's so different because then you really enjoy and experience the tranquil tranquility of the morning. Uh, so so that, that makes so much sense that you said that. Yeah, but it, it's, it's, it's difficult uh, because it's so <laughs> tempting, you know, it's... Uh, uh, if, if you don't really have a set habit pattern yet, it's so uh, much more tempting to uh, be entertained with some news or, or, or YouTube videos than to sit still for 10 minutes and do breathing. It's like, it feels like, oh, boring. But that's yep. the thing. It, 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 as soon as you really start to, to feel how much that gives you uh, <laughs> and, 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 how that's a little bit the, the thing you, once you start to understand okay you can invest five minutes and then have mm -hmm. hours of joy or you uh, can have five minutes of pleasure but then it will cost you uh, many hours of feeling disconnected and that is a little bit hey, uh, the, the the thing of of being entertained or, or like, it's almost like taking drugs or something or, or, or alcohol. It's, it's nice for the moment, but after you're going to have to pay back for it mentally, you know, after when it's all worked out, you start to feel a bit low on energy and uh, it costs many hours or even days to recover from that. And once you maybe start to understand uh, for yourself a bit better, okay, what is actually giving you energy it's worth the investment of 10 minutes or five minutes because it will give me hours of joy and it becomes also an enjoying thing to do of course to sit still for 10 minutes but in the beginning it's hard yeah that's so true that you say that because at the end of the day it's about understanding the human mind and what we do on a daily basis is basically because of the pain pleasure principle right we're always seeking pleasure that immediate gratification in most cases, that dopamine hit. But like what you're pointing out, if we are constantly seeking that dopamine hit, yes, we'll feel that rise, but we'll want more and more and more. Mm -hmm. But if we switch from that dopamine hit to that serotonin hit, we feel 
nourished, we feel good about ourselves and the world around us, but we don't need that hit again and again because we are satiated, we are satisfied, and that can go on for hours. Just like last night we were talking before this interview, I uh, gifted myself a self-love uh, routine of uh, engaging in some oil bath. Uh, and, you know, I heated up the oil and, and did the oil bath and I, you know, you know, did my other work, but uh, the oil was sort of soaking into my skin for maybe about an hour, hour and a half. And then I had a warm shower to end it all. You don't realize how amazing that is after you <laughs> actually do it, because then you see the, uh, the, the benefits of the time that you invested in loving yourself literally by applying oil on your body. Uh, but, you know, it takes some time to see, you know, see the activities that you're doing. And is it really giving you only dopamine or is it giving you the wondrous chemical of serotonin that is the self-love chemical, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and these, these things, yeah, right? I mean, uh, it's, it's so important to yeah. to to treat yourself not in not in a selfish way a self-centered way but to just give yourself sometimes like half an hour one hour or a whole evening to just yeah. bring yourself into a to a relaxed state of being uh, to calm the mind calm the heart it's very good that you uh, that you do that definitely and so michael uh you know i see you as a very prolific creator um, you seem to be doing multiple projects, and which is amazing. So, uh, what role do emotions play in making our visions and goals come to life? Because I know that many of our listeners are entrepreneurial, and they want to go down the route of maybe being a healer, a teacher, you know, a conscious creator. They realize that there's an inherent benefit in being conscious in what you do. But then there's there's all, also this burden sometimes of creating mm-hmm. things and making things and starting courses and doing this and you know guiding people through down the path, right? So, what role do our emotions play in making our visions and dreams and goals come true? Uh, it's your 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 state of emotion is is a bit. It works like a like a magnet, you know. Your 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 state of being your state of emotion your state of mind uh, this is where you will make your choices from from that state of being and this is kind of what you attract so if there is a lot of uh, sadness in your your emotional system a lot of stuck sadness and and, uh, what happens a lot is in the relationship that you will have the same sadness starts to come up in in conflicts or in things and you you keep repeating that emotion you keep creating almost yourself that emotion of or in anger or in sadness all these states of emotion they reflect back into your reality and you attract Mm. those things into uh, your life and um what what i uh, very much try to teach also people that do for instance this breathwork instructor course that i teach is that it's super important to first clean up your own uh, heart and mind because a lot of people they and it's a beautiful thing they want to help others 
they want to uh, help others, but they 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 find it really hard to first look at their own uh, pains and their own um, well, blockages in their mind, uh, body, and spirit, uh, and to clean that out because it's a painful process sometimes, and um, so learning to to clear that out, to clean that up by doing certain breathing techniques, of course, meditation, by uh, bringing the awareness within and coming face to face with what is within and bringing the light in all the dark corners of your own uh, heart and mind. And like I said, it's sometimes a, a bit of a painful process, but for these uh, negative states and these karmic states, um, for it to come out, it has to go through the doors of your awareness you have to mm. first be able to completely feel it to come face to face with it bring the light of your awareness on it and then it can go out of your system it's not that you can push it away or do some uh, just ignore the things that you will keep it in your system and it will keep coming out in different ways into your life in the ways that you create your life so that's why if people really want to uh, as entrepreneurs uh, create a lot of beautiful things in their lives, I always very much recommend make sure that you really take time, and this can be processes of, of, of months or even years, to clear that out. And then from that clear state of being, you start to create also with good intentions, uh, good, good things in your life. It's almost like a, a projector. You know, the, the the projector, if there is a lot of uh, dust and dirt on the lens, you will keep projecting that everywhere where you want to project your image. Uh, you will keep having those specks. And you can blame then the wall for not being clean, and then you change the wall, and then you it's again dirty, or you project it on something else, and you blame everything not being clean. It's the same that people keep blaming other people, other situations in the world for not being able to accomplish their dreams or, or mm. their, their, their um, yeah, their, their good state of being. Uh, mm. It's because it, it's, they have to check out their own source, where mm. it comes from. Action Tribe, if you're listening, watching this episode, then make sure that you are sharing this episode. Sometimes our listeners, especially on Facebook or maybe YouTube, they share this link to some Facebook groups or groups that you're a part of. And that helps us come in front of new audiences that can potentially benefit from this engaging conversation that we are having right now. So, Michael, um, I mean, the metaphor that I'm getting from what you're sharing is and I'd like your thoughts on this, but sometimes when, you know, we realize that maybe our heart or maybe our mind needs cleaning and purification, maybe we have a lot of darkness inside of us that we haven't come across yet. And sometimes it happens like when we start dusting the furniture of our home, the dust comes out mm -hmm. and we notice that there's way more dust right now than compared to before. And it feels as if our life is way worse than before we started this spiritual practice, this cleansing, this detoxification, this purification. Our life seems worse. The darkness in our around us seems worse than it was before. Right? So I'd love to know your thoughts on that. And then 
at what point do we realize that we are we've cleansed enough or we've cleaned enough and you know mm-hmm. what is that indication that we receive from ourselves or from source that we are ready to move on yeah well it, it's of course uh, very good for people to to um take responsibility for their own states of being. So that when you start this spiritual journey of inner cleansing and, and doing a lot of breath work and yoga and, and, and sometimes start to people start to feel like, hey, I'm feeling more agitated. Uh, like, like you said, they realize how much dust there actually was because now it's all flying around, but they actually uh, clean it. So, um, and what can happen is that they can start to blame still others or they blame the techniques and they say well uh, it's because of this technique i'm feeling this now or they start to say yeah because of this relationship that i have it's not a nice person and therefore i feel so bad but to take responsibility and see like okay hey wonderful all these things are are coming out i'm feeling these states of being and this is something as a when you become more spiritually mature, you are able to watch your own states of being fluctuate, but with a kind of wiser self, a higher self, and being like, ah, there is now a little bit of sadness that's coming out. That's that I, I feel it. Okay, that's all right. Instead of the sadness comes up and you start blaming your past or you start blaming your mother-in-law for not saying a nice thing or you start blaming this and that, uh, you start to become able to Take responsibility, know that it comes from out of yourself, that you are the one in a way that is responsible for the way it's being created and also the way that you're going to deal with it. And then mm-hmm. you can start to use these processes of uh, frustration, pain, sadness, anger that comes out as a cleansing I'm being like, okay, ah, all these things that are coming out now, if I shine the light of awareness on it now, it's something... Uh, what we talked about before, these, these karmic states or negative states that you still carry with you, it's starting to surface and come out. It's a good, it's a good sign. Interesting. So what I'm getting is know the factors that are you know, influencing your life or factors that have influenced your life from the past, whether it's your upbringing or certain relationships that you had to go through, Do, but don't blame them take full responsibility, but at least now you know from an observer standpoint that firstly, you're not the body, you're not the emotion, you're not the thoughts, but you know the things that influence your life. And there are things that you can do like uh, breath work or meditation or silent contemplation that can resolve those stuck blockages. Um, so interesting. Thanks a lot for sharing that. Yeah. And, and <laughs> the, the thing is, you know, if, if something bad happened in the past, um, it doesn't mean that you are uh, uh, that the person it is responsible for that the, the fact that the thing happened and and should blame himself or herself that it happened. Of course not. The thing though is, if something happened uh, twenty years ago and you're still creating so much negativity uh, about it and still uh, it it's it's causing you so much pain, you have to understand. Okay. Maybe already for 20 years you have not seen that person or or have not been in that um, situation anymore. But still yourself, you are creating those states of being. You are dealing with it in uh, not a beneficial way. It's a little bit like 
um, when you have a garden, and mm. let's say that your mind and your heart is your garden, and you are the one that's responsible for what is growing in the garden, right? You have to make sure that uh, you take the weeds out, that you, you make sure that the, the right plants grow well, and you water them with your awareness, with your energy, and uh, other plants, you, you, you take them out. So your attention is a little bit, a little bit like water. With your attention... Mm. The more you give attention to something, the more it will grow. So right. if there is a lot of really uh, bad bushes growing in your garden that take all the, the food out of the soil and take the sunlight out of your garden, you are the one that's responsible because you let it grow. You've been giving it attention constantly, maybe, mm. the negative part of your life, and you complain and you do this, and it keeps growing. And also... Uh, in life, sometimes people pass by and they throw some bad seeds in your garden. But mm. first, it's just a seed. But if you keep giving it awareness and attention and attention and attention, it grows into a big tree. Uh, mm. Or in life, sometimes there's a storm and some wonderful trees, maybe they, they fall, uh, nice fruitful trees, they, they fall. You are then the one who has to make sure that you, you clean up that garden and plant some new seeds. So therefore, learning to take responsibility, not blame yourself or your past or a certain situation, but make sure that you put your right attention, your right energy to the things that you want to grow in your life and not the things that you, you actually don't want to grow uh, and keep giving it awareness and it grows bigger and bigger. Absolutely. And I'm finding also that a lot of uh, what this is all about is also understanding what your story is, right? And telling yourself the right story. Like a lot of times, like you mentioned, when you have that tree in your garden that has gone through the storm and is now broken down and has no leaves and, you know, is withered probably in your older mindset, you were, would have probably looked at that tree and said, I got to do something about it. It's so ugly. It's so bad. It, it, it's, you know, it's not looking good compared to the other flowers and, you know, plants that I'm growing in my garden. But if you have that perspective shift, you would realize that that tree is a symbol of your own resilience in life. And uh, mm -hmm. it marks something that you've gone through, the storms, the, you know, trials and tribulations and the obstacles that you've gone through. And so you realize that I don't need to do something about that tree. But every time I see that tree, it, it shows me how, you know, where I've gone through and potentially what I can go through, right, in, yeah. in the future. So yeah, yeah. it's all about the story. <laughs> well said, well said. And then and this is also something, eh? like uh, you said earlier on in this conversation, that it's all a bit of an, an, an illusion because everything is what it is, but yeah. you put with your mind a story and a value to it. And uh, once you start to understand the truth of that is that um, everything just is what it is. And, and yep. uh, you can put a nice story to it. You have a choice. You can mm. change the story about uh, the, the, uh, the, the raw material of this, this reality and put a, a, a good story. And then all of a sudden it becomes a more beautiful story. So, um, that's the power that you have very much as a human being to become able to choose a bit the labels and the stories you, you put on things and the value you put on things. It's, it's up to you. And so 
You know, along the same thought process, uh, when we set a goal or when we take action towards a goal, how do we know whether that goal stems from within, from our higher self, or that goal is based on years and years of social conditioning? How do we find out? Because I'll give you an example. When I did my MBA a few you know, years back, at that point, or maybe a little bit before that, I had this fascination for being a consultant in a large big four company, right? Or maybe like a brand manager working in a job, right? And I was so enamored by the lifestyle or maybe by the amount of money that I thought I could earn as a consultant. And only after really diving deep and doing a lot of journaling did I realize that what truly nourishes me would be to, you know, conduct retreats and help people do breath work and be in the midst of people who are, you know, wanting to experience the true bliss, that a true happiness, a true joy from within, mm. right? My goals of being a consultant was largely stemming from what other people thought I would look good as and what would nourish my ego rather than what would really make myself happy from within. So how does one go about understanding, is that goal really from within or from outside? Hmm. I, I I think you 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 said it also uh, yourself already now, right? If it's if it's about uh, yourself and thinking how would other people see me, and and uh, if it's about the the ego aspect of uh, doing it for yourself to grow bigger than mm. other people, so that you you change your level of, of yeah. uh, perception towards other people that you become more important or uh, things like that or, or richer or have more than others um, mm. that that is something that comes up from from the the ego and um, and the reality of this this life is that all these things you were fighting for then um, and, and, and working hard for then, you're not going to take with you no. <laughs> in, in, in continuation of next life. And, and it, uh, it doesn't really make you more happy. Once you start to understand what makes you happy is, uh, in essence, also doing something meaningful for others, helping others. And mm. um, when it's not about yourself, anymore but it's about making this world or other people's lives a, a better place because in essence we are of course um, all connected uh, spiritually seen we are all connected uh, and, and, and when we see other people suffering if we are free from our own suffering we can really feel empathy and we want to help them we want to uh, take them out of their suffering um, but also on a more, let's say, scientific level, uh, this is how we have been able to survive in groups, uh, to, mm. to be, do something meaningful for the group, for the tribe, uh, to, to help each other and not just to be yourself the strongest and the best because then the tribe, if everybody would do the tribe, would not survive. So, but in a more spiritual sense, um, once you start to understand what what really makes me uh, truly happy in life and when you you have freed yourself a bit from the egoistic way of thinking you understand like okay being able to share uh, helping others make this world a better place otherwise it's a 
hungry emptiness that you can never fill up if you only do it for yourself. But once you feel the endless source, the bubbling source of, of, mm. of life, of consciousness within, it wants to stream out and not fill it up with, fill that emptiness up in a certain way. I think you're touching on a great point here because I think deep down, each one of us wants to feel like we are part of something larger than ourselves. We want to feel like we're making a difference to some mm -hmm. grand purpose. We want to feel like even after we die, that people will somehow, some way, remember some of the work that we did in some form, leave a legacy of some kind. Maybe people are different, uh, but I think a small group of us feels like um, we want to feel part of a whole rather than feel like I am the best in this whole nation or this yeah. whole tribe and you yeah. respect me and <laughs> you call me by a certain title or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, definitely, mm. and, and and we are all, all, all connected, of course. You know, the life yeah. that you carry with you, the life that I carry with me, is like a flame that has been passed on from generation right. to generation to generation to generation. And the the, the, the flame has the same source. Uh, and and if you look at it more on a on a um, energetic scientific level and in it, that field of consciousness that the, uh, the deeper layer of reality uh, there is a there is a strong connection but when the the awareness in the mind and the heart is so filled up with a lot of blockages and a lot of a lot of uh, crap uh, it's so stuck in the illusion that you have to uh, survive and you have to protect and you have to fight and you have to do this but once that is mm. free you start to feel that connection not just as a theory but you start to feel it you know uh, so therefore hopefully uh, um, I would, this is something that I would advise to all entrepreneurs out there that want to make something happen in life first become aware of what is it then that you actually really want at the source what makes you mm. truly happy and not stuck in an illusion that you think, well, if I'm going to have this or that, then I'm going to feel complete. Then I'm going to feel happy because maybe you succeed, but then you want more and then you want something else and then you want something else and then you want more higher rank or competition. Or, um, so first get really clear for yourself. What is it that you truly want to achieve in life? And at source, you just want to feel happy, joy, inner peace. And how can you find it? When also you've been sharing some of your, your joy and inner peace with others. That's beautifully, beautifully put because I think somewhere last year, in the midst of the pandemic, I really went down in my journey of journaling to uncover what truly makes me happy. And I think that journey is never going to end to really crave and find out what truly makes me happy. But I found out that there are three C's in my life. One is connection connection with source, connection with people around me. I really crave connection, connection with my own body and my, my inner nature. The second C is community, like you mentioned. Uh, we really crave community and feel like we're part of a family, a group, a tribe, having lunch, dinner, maybe going for a cold shower, cold dip. And the third is creativity. I really crave expressing myself and having an idea that was once a figment of my imagination, but then bringing it out to the world so that people are able to witness it and partake in that experience. So the three C's. Beautiful. The three yeah. C's. Oh, nice. <laughs> very, very important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, wonderful. 
so michael uh you know as as um as somebody who practices this different um practices like yoga and qigong the health and flexibility of the spine is very important right so talk to us about why the spinal column and the fluid inside it is so integral to the path of uh, self realization and becoming more aware of uh, how we're navigating through this uh, to this through this lifetime yeah, that's a that's a good a good question um well your 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 spine is of course your uh, your core of your whole uh, skeletal system of your whole body uh, mm-hmm. and it, it, it represents also, of course, on a more um, mental and, and emotional uh, level. If if the there is mental or physical problems, a lot of times they reflect back into the spine. Certain back ache, neck ache, uh, troubles somewhere in in uh, the spine, and um, the learning. Uh, when you have a certain back problem or spine problem, learning to not just work on it on a physical level by doing stretches and strengthening, which is also good, don't get me wrong, and very important, but also really learning to understand, okay, I also have to work a little bit on my heart and uh, on a heart and mind level to start to uh, clear that out. Now, uh, the... A, a flexible and, and, and a strong spine is uh, also one of the foundations of a healthy, strong body. Because if there's blockages in the spine, if there is uh, blockages in, in the flow eh, where your whole nervous system flows through, your, your whole energy system flows through, it has to be clear and open. And this is something very uh, helpful. But that said... Um, you know, it, for years, eh, I, I had a car accident at my back. Eh, my spine was uh, uh, broken in two places. And um, I my spine still is not completely straight. It's a little bit bent. It's uh, But... Mm. Um, Thank God, I don't really have too much of of, uh, of, of a problem with it, and I can still uh, uh, do everything. I, I hardly have any problems with it, and uh, it doesn't mean the physical that it's so important. The most important is the subtler layers of your being. On a physical level, you have the flesh and the bones. Yeah, of course, it's important that it's strong and healthy. However, you're gonna most of us are going to grow old and there are some things are going to come up with the physical body. But when the mind and the heart is still clear and open and free, it is physical body. It will change forms. It will, will pass eventually. But uh, when the, when you are connected with the spirit, with the deeper layer of yourself, your higher self, then, you know, it's, it's, it's like uh, some clothes that you, that you drop off, that you let go, and you don't uh, worry too much or care too much about that. Yeah, I think that's a very important message to pass on, which is that, uh, you know, we're limited in terms of how we can really influence our physical body, right? Our, our bones, our muscles, the structure of our back, uh, our face, maybe some wrinkles that we have or some scars that we had because of some accident, right? I mean, we can change it. And uh, thanks to 
these beautiful practices like yoga and qigong, we will notice shifts that happen thanks to the grace of God and to the universe. Uh, but the, it's in a way limited. But what we, what we can change is our thoughts, is our emotions, is our energetic body, is our uh, understanding of what our true purpose and, in, in life is. And that gives us confidence. And that, like you've mentioned, is what actually truly matters. We won't take this body along with us, but we hopefully will take is, is, is beautiful memories that we've experienced uh, and, and the connections that we've made in this lifetime. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's, it's the, uh, the continuation of your mm. state of energy, basically. Right. What I mean with the state of energy, if, uh, if your 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 state of heart now, your state of emotion, your state of mind, yeah. it's it's a continuity that you have in your life, and mm. um, if it's a a bit of a negative state, not so happy state, like we talked about before, you keep creating that. It's a continuity in your life that you keep on that kind of track. However, mm. you can start to shift a little bit the track with all these wonderful techniques and go into more wholesome states of being. And then you go into a track of more joy, more happiness. And it's that continuity of your energy system. It will continue into a next life. Maybe mm. also the, the physical body will pass, but you will continue your state of, of, of being into a next life and then continue there uh, in maybe a, a, a peaceful, joyful, wonderful life in which you can share, in which you can help healing or still in, 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 in conflict and feeling uh, anger and, and, and sadness and all these things and you keep creating that in your, your life. So therefore, it's so uh, very important to, to uh, make sure that your deeper layer of yourself is that there work on work on that many hours a day instead of working in a certain office for to get uh, more money or more possessions or a certain rank uh, which you will lose in again in a couple of uh, decades a couple of years right it's such a beautiful paradox right i mean at one point we realize that what is essential is our heart and is our mind and is uh, our uh, how we hold our energy but at the same time sometimes as entrepreneurs uh, we want to we strive to create these things not for us ourselves but for the world around us we want to mm -hmm. make an impact so to speak and you know as as an entrepreneur as a visionary as a creator uh, what are your thoughts on people that have these intuitive downloads, the universe tells them, you got to do this, you know, you got to do that. This is what you need to create. But sometimes we feel helpless. We feel powerless because we don't have the finances. We don't have the resources. We don't have the connections to convert those ideas that we have in our mind into reality to bring our visions to life, so to speak. Did you ever feel that way in your journey? Um. Yes, yeah, so sometimes maybe I, I, I felt uh, like that. Um, the, the, the most important thing I think also is, is what, I, what I remembered myself then and what I worked on then is as soon as you lose your calm or your chill because you want to reach a certain point, uh, yeah. and want to, <laughs> then, then you are on the wrong track. Uh, mm. um, 
if you know what I mean. So if you, if you start to think like, ah, it's not working and, and uh, I, I should be able to create a wonderful, let's say, a retreat center or something, or yeah. uh, I should be able to reach out a lot of people, but uh, I don't have the finances and it doesn't work. And you start to feel an emptiness in the present moment because yeah. of your mind concepts and your, your way of thinking, um, you're missing out on the moment. Uh, so uh. then what is important uh, to um, feel like, okay, you know what? It's also okay. Maybe it's not the time now. I, I, I keep doing what I, what I think is right, what I love, but not getting frustrated if the flow doesn't go the way it goes. Because once you start to feel um, an okayness in the moment now, in the present, things will flow in different ways that you could not expect. Or maybe it was not the best thing for you to keep your calm, to keep your chill. So maybe you would become super successful uh, uh, and it turns out you are becoming more of a businessman than uh, who is getting very stressed out about uh, $10 million uh, of tax he has to pay or something like that. <laughs> and, and being really uh, a truthful, shining light in, in one's own life and in the other people's lives. So therefore, trust the flow of, of life. Um, don't make the... the the goal more important than the journey itself, than the present moment itself. And uh, live from that source of abundance of feeling inner peace and joy and love. And as soon as you feel like, okay, I'm going to feel joy, inner peace and love when I'm going to have this and that and that, then you're on the wrong track, I think. So I love what you said is don't make the goal more important than the journey itself and i see that whenever i study you know the the lives of people who have had a lot of success uh they emphasize the importance of the pursuit because the pursuit is much more exciting it's much more exhilarating it's much more fun because oftentimes it happens that you have that goal and then you achieve that goal and then you're like now what <laughs> <laughs> Then your mind makes up another thing again that, uh, that is there. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. So fall in love with the pursuit. I love that. Uh, Michael, what are your thoughts on manifestation? What role does it play in the achievement of our goals? Um, yeah, very, very, uh, very important. I, I actually um, I launched uh, a couple of days ago a, a manifestation course. Um, I, I think it's very important. The thing, though, is... You have to, and what we talked about first, you have to really know what you want to manifest. Because if you're trapped in an illusion that you want to manifest a, a big house, a nice car, all these material things that you think are going to make you happy, but actually once you have them, it turned out to be an illusion that it would make you happy. And then you want something else again. You keep projecting some form of, of position or status that you think will make you happy. Um, then it, it, it does work, manifestation mm. in, in that way. But it's first, uh, what I already said, important to feel what, you, what is it that you truly want in life and to find it within yourself first. And then it will mm. re reflect into your life. Like uh, we said, 
your state of heart, your state of being, what is within here, it will reflect back into your life. So learn to work on it from within. If somebody thinks, okay, if you ask them, what do you want to manifest in your life? And he or she said, well, I want to have a nice relationship. I want to have uh, a beautiful wife or husband, and I want to have uh, two kids and a nice house. Yeah. Okay. But once you have that, what is it then that you want to experience? What is it that you want to feel? Because it's not about this possession. It's about a state of being that you want to achieve. And the state of being that he or she wants to achieve is to feel fulfillment, to feel at peace, to feel not wanting always to look for something to fill up that emptiness which, which is within. So once one starts to really understand that and think, okay, okay, what is it then that I really want to achieve? Ah, it's a state of being. I want to feel completeness. I want mm -hmm. to feel, and I think this or that will make me complete. But no, you want to feel it uh, within. So learn then to feel it in every moment in the here and now in this present moment and then things can start to manifest into your life and you will start to understand there's actually uh, a whole different thing what at the source we want to manifest and uh, what you said already to it's to to share to help others to do something meaningful in this world and not just to fill up an emptiness that you cannot fill up in those ways that's very true. And I think that no matter what we are trying to achieve or manifest uh, in life, it's all because we are seeking a certain type of feeling. Because if you do uh, manifest that house, but deep down you're still feeling stuck and resentful and emotionally distraught, then the point of you manifesting that house would not be fulfilled, right? And so, you know, having that feeling within and you can feel that way today. <laughs> you don't need to right, uh, have that physical manifestation of that house in order to feel that way, um, which, which I think is, is, is important. Uh, any uh, other? Yeah, hmm? go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, and and that, is, that is the, the thing, um, uh, really, to understand that everything you look for in your life is already within you. Because it's, it's, a, it's a state, it's a feeling that you can start to feel and produce yourself, that state of feeling of completeness, of, of connection. When there's no connection uh, because you are so busy with things outside of yourself or such a troubled mind and you don't feel the connection with uh, your true self, uh, God, uh, nature, consciousness, all these aspects, if you don't feel that, you can try so much to find it outside of yourself, but you cannot uh, find it within. But if there is that emptiness within in all sorts of ways, it's like a black hole. You try to fill it up, but there is still that emptiness and that intention to fill it up with something outside of yourself. But once you feel it's within the whole process and the whole view on um, what you want to manifest, it, it shifts from, it's from getting to giving mm. because uh, it's a well that you, you, it starts to bubble. It's, it's already complete within, but you want to start giving. So that is why reaching uh, your, your, uh, maybe the destination in life is, is, to, is to get to that source, to feel that 
at your center and from there you can start sharing 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 what you what you have found but it's a process mm. any other mistakes that you see people making when it comes to manifestation manifestation or achieving their goals or visions um yeah it, it, be, being being afraid to go within mm. with what is it that people want to manifest it's with their mind and with their state of heart with the mind eh, the imagination the thinking about it the, the visualization with the heart learning to feel it learning to really feel mm. it But that means first, uh, if you want to use certain uh, machinery or that projector, what we talked about, you first have to make sure it's it's in good shape. You first have to make sure it's uh, it, it's cleaned up, and the cleaning up process is a little bit of of work. Um, it can be joyful work with certain uh, wonderful breathing techniques, and uh, but also sometimes you get your hands a little bit dirty, and uh, you have to be afraid to. Uh, To, to dive deep within. So, mm. um, yeah, to in, in trying to manifest, to only manifest outside of themselves and not being able to first go within, to first clean up your own house. Otherwise, you keep also manifesting. You can just keep manifesting more trouble in your life. You, you, mm. you want, you have a lot of, pain and, and resentment and troubled mind in your life and you then want to do your best really to manifest a certain situation in your life for instance um, having a nice house or a relationship what what you end up with is having maybe a nice house because a lot of these manifestation techniques work but you will get again trouble you get financial uh, situations that you get worried again or that in your relationship you will have conflicts again all these things you manifest with it because it comes from that same heart and mind which had this pollution in it mm. so, so what is your what is the nature of re, of your relationship with money what is your core belief about it It's it's an energy, money. It's uh, it's 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 an energy, and you can um, see it in any way that you you want. In in the one hand, yeah, some people they feel like our ah, money is evil and it's bad and it's it, it it's not good. A lot of times, uh, these people that I meet, they're having a lot of uh, issues with with money. Uh, it doesn't flow in their lives because they block themselves because they think it's evil, but always they need money. <laughs> and That's always true. they feel like, uh, I don't have any money again. And they're always struggling with money. And at the same time, they want it. But it, and at the same time, they, they hate it. And it is not a healthy relationship. Money can be used in many, many ways. A lot of people doing very beautiful things with money, helping others. Also, many people are doing very evil things with money. Um, it's it's like a tool, like a knife or an axe. Uh, you can you can you can build something with it, make some nice things with it, or you can kill somebody with. It. Same thing goes for money. Once you get your relationship with money 
in good order. And once you um, start to also be able to, um, how would you say, to, 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 to like yourself enough to um, think like, okay, ah, I, I would want this for myself. I uh, I don't know the, what what is the right word for it, but if you would like somebody to have something, is what's the word for that? To worth uh, self worth, self self worth yeah. basically. It, yeah. it, to to feel like ah, I he, he is a, a nice person. I want him to have this. It's a good. And if you start to feel like that also towards yourself, because you do good to other people, because you help other people and not thinking, ah, I'm so good. I, I, I deserve it or something. No, but you think like you would like it for somebody that you find is a good person. You also find mm. like, ah, I want it for yourself. And that you like that, you create a flow of giving and receiving. And it's all a reflection in life. What you give, you will receive back. Mm. That goes with the negative and the positive. But if you start flowing and start just giving, 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 you will receive also so much back into your life. So if you want to receive, start giving. <laughs> and along the same uh, lines, sometimes a person in evaluating their life and their relationship with money, they notice that they've had certain money blocks, right? Certain emotional money blocks within have you ever had those and and what did you do about it how do you resolve these emotional money blocks that are potentially holding us back from from receiving or enabling the flow of money into our lives yeah well thank god i i, I never had this um when i was young uh, i used to go to church every sunday but i remember my father uh, always put uh quite quite a, a lot of money in the in the um, the basket that would, would would go around and he would yeah. always give it in a way that that's kind of nobody would see it or he would, would make donation and, and and nobody would see it. and and um and like we talked about in the beginning what you see your parents do you you want to do yourself as well so um uh, this was for me like okay well maybe that's that's it's the way to do it. So I um, also, at quite a young age, started uh, giving donations uh, to to charity, all these things, and um, and I'm very very uh, grateful that I I learned how to give, and um, yeah, thank God I I financially uh, was always in in a good flow. I always um, received uh, a lot, and I think it's it's a rule of this reality on a more subtle level it's a flow you start to um, create by giving it's like the universe wants to give you enough to keep giving and like that you create uh, a flow so i'm very very grateful for 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 that to life to god that i i've uh, always had a good flow of uh, of, of money and hopefully uh, i can um, keep, um, yeah, uh, in a way, uh, uh, sharing uh, the wealth and, and helping others. And also, it doesn't mean that uh, uh, I was super wealthy or something, but I just never felt like, oh, I have no money or I don't have enough. Even if I 
maybe didn't have so much money. Maybe somebody else would have a lot more money and he would feel like, ah, I have almost not enough for this. But I always felt a trust, like uh, it will flow, it will flow. So, yeah, I'm very grateful for that. Great. I think that's a great perspective to have because it's so relative, right? Somebody might be sitting on like $10 million of wealth and still feeling like they're not enough, not rich enough, not wealthy enough because somebody in their peer group has $30 million. And so it's always this rat race that they want to climb. Whereas somebody, on the other hand, might have less money, but they have the sense of trust that the universe will provide it uh, by any means necessary to support them in their endeavor of doing good in this world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and also, you know, I, I've, I've met, of course, a lot of people in, in different countries and they would have almost, almost nothing. But they were mm. so rich because they, they were still able to share and they were uh, able to, to still give. And I've met yeah. also people who were super rich. Uh, they were so stingy. They were so uh, greedy. They were so poor, actually. And they, they yeah. still did not, not have enough. So wealth has not, not very much to do with money. Of course, we live in a system, and, and you and I are part of it. Eh? The clothes yeah. that I wear are paid with money, and uh, the TV and the, 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 the screen or the computer, everything is paid with money. So whether uh, if somebody is watching this now, whether you want it or not, you're part of that money flowing system. And the computer that you're watching it on now is paid with money and this chair that you're sitting on and everything, it's part of the flow. Learn to um, flow with it. Flow in a way. Don't, um, don't, uh, uh, don't resent it, don't resist it, don't fight it, don't judge it. But flow with it. Be grateful for what you have. Just be grateful, grateful, grateful for everything that you have and put the flow in motion. So if someone wants to, someone listening to this show wants to intentionally design their life now, how sh should they be thinking through this? What should they be doing initially or for the first step or first few steps? Um. Well, yeah, <laughs> not that I, I, I want to very much promote uh, my own course, which I, is also a very beautiful course. But like I said, I created this 40-day uh, days of transformation. And in 40 days, every day, you have to do some writing assignments. Uh, you have to do breathing techniques, all these things. And it's a step-by-step -step program to really start transforming your life. Because it's basically that, like what we talked about in the beginning, it's about creating new habit patterns. It's about having a habit pattern in which you take a little bit of time every day to clear out your mind to clear out your heart and also through the day to um, every now and then connect back to your source and also uh, every day to maybe write down just five minutes or three minutes just to write down okay what is it that I want to uh, create today to achieve what have I learned what were my mistakes what were my feelings about this or that and if you do that every day for several weeks uh, this helps because just giving people a tip like okay um, um, be grateful for five things every day it's wonderful it's helpful but if you really want to make a change it has to be an everyday system for several weeks and then a big change will happen. Otherwise you stay 
peeling off this, uh, the, 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 the peeling the surface a little bit and not going deep into this. Wonderful. Thanks a lot for sharing and Action Tribe. If you have any questions so far, and I know some of you are watching still, which I appreciate it. We're one hour and 16 minutes into this interview, and some of you are still dedicatedly listening to this episode. So if you have any questions, please add it in the comments below. Robert has a message, and he says, I really appreciate this message. Most people need to hear it. Self-awareness and taking control of one's life, telling them, telling their own story, and not going through life in autopilot is something everyone should do. We hear it all the time from people, but never truly pay attention always putting unimportant things over ourselves or spending our time on things that do not grow our experiences as a person. Money and power is meaningless. I recently found out that I have a genetic heart condition that can't be helped. Despite perfect blood work, great diet, treating my heart with care and respect my entire life, my life expectancy at age 30 is another 10 years. Knowing that you have 10 instead of 40 years really changes your perspective on things. And even then, that is guaranteed not for any of us, no matter how hard we try. So Th thank you, Robert, for, for sharing that. And uh, uh, very uh, powerful uh, to, 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 for you to see it uh, in that way that you, you feel like, okay, um, it changes my perspective on, on things, uh, really making uh, the best of this. And, and I, wish you, I wish you all the best. And like we talked about uh, earlier on in this conversation, that uh, this physical body uh, for all of us and for you is, of, co of course, a, a lot uh, less years. And, and uh, I cannot imagine um, how, how you can sometimes feel about it. But everybody that is listening now in, in 60 years from now, none of us will be here anymore. The question is how, what direction do you let that your soul, your energy, let, like a ball that is rolling in a certain direction, which continuum do you give it? Uh, where do you let it flow? And hopefully uh, still being able to, to make this a, a, a beautiful life. Uh, so, Robert, thank you very much. I, I wish you all the best, really, uh, all the best uh, peace and blessings in your life. And hopefully uh, you can inspire uh, the lives of many and, and find your source of happiness and, and joy and connection with a greater life that is beyond this reality of space and time and, and physical body. I wish you all the best with that. Hey, Robert. Robert is one of our regular listeners, and I appreciate you sharing this message, Robert. Um, you know, it's just a reminder of being in the present moment each and every day and engaging in practices that allow us to, you know, understand what truly makes us happy and joyful and listening to these podcasts. So I appreciate you coming here and sharing your message. And, uh, you know, I think there's something to be said about epigenetics and what we're learning in, in the field of medicine right now. We're on an exponential curve and we're finding out new things each and every day that our human body can turn on and off certain certain genes, uh, thereby allowing us to go down a certain route. So I would really hang in there, have the faith, the courage and hope 
that you know amazing things are meant for you down the line and who knows right the the health uh, health industry is really uh, coming out with uh, with with numerous changes and incremental uh, solutions so you know hang in there my wishes and prayers are for you and we can do this Thanks, Michael, for this wonderful message. Action Tribe, I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did. We're learning that whenever we feel stuck, whenever we feel overwhelmed or a bit drained out, it's an indication to go inwards and listen to what your intuition is telling you. When you only focus on getting things done, sometimes you lose touch with the intention and the awareness behind the things that you are doing. Instead, take some time to go within and indulge in practices like meditation and breath work and qigong because that will help you calm your mind and reveal the light within. Because in that state, you are more likely to receive the idea, that inspiration and that intuitive download that you'll need on your journey ahead. For as Thich Nhat Hanh once put, awareness is like the sun. When it shines on things, the things are transformed, right? So this is really, really interesting. Beautiful. Uh, and what, what were the three C's, the three C's again that you said? What, what was that? The three C's are um, community, creativity, and connection. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, Beautiful. yeah, yeah. So Action Tribe, uh, I've started adding this new thing these days, but it's basically a trivia question. If you know the answer, email me as quick as you can because the first three people to get the right answer and email me will get a one-on-one breathwork session with me on Zoom. And the question is, which city do I live in? Is it A, Vancouver? Is it B, Toronto? Is it C, Los Angeles? Or is it D, Calgary? Email me at aj at my7chakras.com with the headline trivia question and tell me what the answer is. All emails will receive a reply, but only the first three will get a one-on-one breathwork session with me. And with that being said, it is now time for our wisdom round, four questions so that our listeners can take note and take action. All right. So Michael, what is the best piece of advice that you have ever received? If that has changed over the last six months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, to, to, to use every moment uh, of your life as, as a chance to transform. And if you could turn back time, spend one hour with someone who's living or dead, who would it be? I think it would be uh, Jesus. What is that one thing you do in the morning or evening these days that has improved the quality of your life? Uh, drink a glass of lukewarm water with a little bit of lemon in it. Just, just a tiny touch. Nice. And if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? Um, there is this book uh, called Mind Over Medicine. And this is a very interesting book. It's, it's um, uh, Rankin is the last name. I, I forgot the first name of the person. Lisa, Lisa Rankin, I believe it is. And it's a book about how your mind affects your body and how uh, by changing your mind, you can really uh, 
overcome a lot of, of diseases. Uh, it's, it's full of scientific research and it's a very interesting book. I would recommend that for sure. You've not written a book yourself, right? Yet? Or I, I, I never wrote a book myself. No, no. <laughs> oh, I would hope that you, you know, write a book uh, soon. I mean, I would be the first one to grab a copy. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, thanks. Cool, cool, cool. So actually, Tribe, all of you already know this, but uh, audible.com is offering all our listeners one free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so that you can get to check out their service. Uh, it's just like a podcast, except that the author themselves, in most cases, is reading out the book to you on your phone or your device. So if you want to get this book, Mind Over Medicine, which uh, Michael has shared for free, go to my7chakras.com forward slash free book, my7chakras.com forward slash free book and claim your free credit, Mind Over Medicine. Grab that book. Uh, so Michael, thanks a lot for joining us today and sharing all those nuggets of wisdom and your stories about how to build more awareness in our lives. Before you go, tell us one thing that you're grateful for and how can we find you online and how can somebody enroll in your manifestation program that you've recently released? Wonderful. I'm feeling very uh, grateful for, for being able to uh, share all these wonderful uh, findings that I, I, I found and that I, I, I learned from some wonderful teachers uh, about the workings of the mind and the body and to be able to share that also with you through, through your podcast. Very grateful for that. And... Um, yeah, if people are interested in, in doing that 40-day project, you can check out Yoga Lab with a P, yogalab.com, uh, a life awareness project. And this course is called the 40 Days of Transformation. Um, so Yoga Lab, L-A-P.com, uh, and then uh, 40 Days of Transformation. And yeah, it's, it's 40 days of really choosing okay now with live sessions i'm gonna make it make something beautiful change in my own state of being and change something in in life also so check it out that is amazing now uh action tribe many of you know this but if you're on instagram take a screenshot of this episode and tag both me and michael on instagram so that we can share your story with our community my handle is my seven is a word, my seven chakras. And you can find Michael on Instagram as well. I believe you've got two Instagrams, right? One is for yoga lab. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, just the one that we're using now. It's Michael Michabiker. Yeah, just, just my own name, Michael Biker. Michael. Yeah, so, as you can see in the, in the chat somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, so do that and, uh, you know, tag us so that we can share it. Uh, and Michael does some amazing stuff on his Instagram profile as well. And from time to time, he does these Instagram live streams for maybe a yoga class or maybe some breath work. So make sure you check his profile out. Michael, thank you so much for coming on our show, talking to us about the power of cultivating awareness and stillness and silence and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Thank you, AJ. All the best. Peace and love to everyone that's listening. Uh, let's make this world a beautiful one. <laughs> Thank you for listening to My 7 Chakras at My7Chakras.com. That is My S-E-V-E-N Chakras.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.